We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's fucking go, Jesse! We got our guy! The Diamondbacks got our guy. Let's go. Welcome into an emergency podcast of the PHNX D-Backs show uh, right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally know, known as, as an elated man. I am an elated man tonight. I'm joined by my vice mayor, your Thunderstick jesse friedman uh and here we are jesse we were we were craving big news we were we were desiring big news we wanted the diamondbacks to go out there and hit a home run in free agency and boy did they ever they bring eduardo rodriguez from the detroit tigers here on a four-year deal worth 80 million dollars i'm not really up to date on everything i was watching a movie about the von eric brothers like 10 minutes ago in a movie theater and now i'm here doing this podcast with you Four years, $80 million. There's also a vesting option for the fifth year that uh, brings it up to $99 million potentially. That's the upper bound of this deal. Um, yeah, we didn't we didn't like totally call this, Derek. I don't want to take like total credit for this. Do it. But anyway. we we did we anyway. did on the show, we did talk about Eduardo Rodriguez. We did talk about John Heyman, his report that there were two teams remaining. And at that point, there was no mention of the Diamondbacks being involved, but it just made sense for the Diamondbacks to be involved, coupled with our uh, uh, tinfoil hat club theory about Mike Hazen's comments earlier today and how it sort of seemed like maybe behind the scenes there was actually something going on there. Um, but we also said we also said that he was only geographically opposed to traffic, which disqualified Los Angeles from the equation. But by comparison... You can get around here easily. And yes, Sean is here. We are a wagon. Ski to you, Sean. We got our fucking guy. Let's go. Oh, uh, do we have the stat graphic of Eduardo Rodriguez? We look we at his numbers here for, for, uh, for 2023. Yeah, he was pretty good. 13-9 and nine with a 3.30 ERA, 152 and two-thirds innings pitched, 1.15 whip, a strikeout rate of 8.4 uh, Ks per nine and a walk rate of 2.8 walks per nine. Just some scintillating numbers there. In fact, uh, he had the best year of his entire career last season with the Tigers. It was a phenomenal season. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, a 3.30 ERA, that is better than Zach Gallen. Uh, in, in 2023, Zach Gallon finished the year with a 3.47 ERA, obviously gave you 210 innings. There was still a ton of value in the season that he had. But yeah, I mean, you look at this rotation now, Derek, you've got Zach Gallon at number one. You've got Merrill Kelly backing him up theoretically. 
You've got Eduardo Rodriguez now slotting in at the number three spot. You've got Brandon Fott, who looked really good in the postseason, slotting at, num- at number four. And as of right now, we, we know we, we talked the other day about how the Diamondbacks did want two starting pitchers, theoretically, did want multiple. I would sort of suspect that given how much money they spent here on Eduardo Rodriguez, that that is probably not an option. We'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, sure. if it's those guys, if it's those four guys plus the fifth slot, being occupied by one of the young starters, whether it's yeah. Tommy Henry, Ryan Nelson, uh, you know, Slade Ciccone, Bryce Jarvis, Blake Walston, potentially in that mix as well. You've got five guys competing for one spot. There's a heavy level of competition there. On paper, this is a pretty good starting rotation. This is a substantially better starting rotation than what the Diamondbacks had in 2023. I think it is easy to look back at the season that they just had and think of their starting rotation as being pretty good just because we saw so much Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly in the playoffs. We didn't have to see right the number four, the number five pitchers uh, pitch in, in any of those playoff series. Some people might have yeah, forgotten exactly. a little bit how rough some of those games actually were. This adds just so much, so much depth for the Diamondbacks, right? I mean, it was basically Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly, and then three kind of revolving door question marks throughout the season. You throw a guy in there in, in replacement of one of one of those spots in your rotation, you replace that with a guy who had a 3.30 ERA in 2023. Your your rotation's looking pretty darn good right now. So far, the Diamondbacks' biggest needs were starting pitching and third base. And Mike Hazen has nailed both of those. Eugenio Suarez comes in here, and Gino is a guy that played all 162 games, completely eliminating the Diamondbacks' biggest problem with third base, which was they didn't have a guy over there consistently playing the position every day like they do with most of their positions, right? And then you factor in here now bringing in one of the top free agent starting pitchers. Uh, and, and, And like you said, I'm fine. I am fine with the starting rotation going forward with those young guys competing for that spot. I mean, we saw a lot out of Ryan Nelson last year. We saw a lot out of Tommy Henry, and that's not even really to factor in the other guys like Bryce Jarvis and, and Slade and, and even Blake Walston, right? There's a lot of hev- uh, very healthy competition going on for that final position should they not go out and and acquire another arm. And honestly, like you said, it's, it really comes down to what we just went through in the playoffs and and trying to set yourself up in a better position. Should you make another playoff run like that? You don't really need five starters. You really don't uh, as much as you just need four really good starters. And then someone else that, that, you know, can, can go out there and win games for you and can compete, right? Like that. Yeah. And that fifth starter isn't a necessity when you get into the postseason. But what we have now is the, the main items crossed off the list and, Honestly, I know that there's still some positional needs. I, we talked earlier today about the Red Sox being very interested in Lourdes, um, and, and we know that's an inevitability as far as him going somewhere else. This is just the first viable suitor for him. Yeah. Have other needs, but at this point, should they come up short? Should they go after a guy maybe that we don't get as excited about? I'm fine with that now that they were able to get a solid piece of their starting rotation and 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 Gino over there at third base like those felt like the biggest needs and now that those have been satisfied in a really really good way with really good players uh I mean yeah like DH would be great it would still be great to bring in you know Justin Turner or JD Martinez but that seems less likely to happen now with the amount of money they've committed 
to Erod, it still could happen because like we said earlier today also, uh, that, that the amount of money that they spend is still up to the Diamondbacks to decide that. Nothing is set in stone as far as what their, you know, what, what their payroll is going to be next year. I think there's more coming. That that's my personal opinion right now. Let's go, Jesse. I, Let's go. That's exactly <laughs> what I wanted to hear out of you. This this just feels like a move where the Diamondbacks decided to kind of go for it a little bit. Yeah. Um, th- this is, and I know, I think by and large, there's been a pretty positive reaction to how much money the Diamondbacks are are paying here. Uh, four years, eight million in the current market, I think, is reasonable. But I also have seen some trepidation out there of like Eduardo Rodriguez. I know he had a, you know, he had a 3.30 ERA in 2023, but his track record, he hasn't really been that guy consistently. He's yeah. been more of a mid rotation yeah. type starter. Are we really in an era where a mid rotation starter costs $20 million per year? And as unfortunate as it may be, the answer is yes. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that is simply the cost of doing business right now say, yeah, in I mean, Major League Baseball. Like I mean, we're about to, you know, probably see Blake Snell get a guarantee of, I don't know, twice the dollar amount that Eduardo Rodriguez is getting here. It's probably yeah. going to be well into the 150s north of that in guaranteed money. Um, and, you know, we're talking about Yamamoto getting $300 million now at this point. $80 million, as much as it might be kind of unfortunate, you know, for people who remember like the days where a mid-rotation starter costs like six or seven million a year or whatever, that's just not the situation anymore. And I do think it is, I think it is important for Diamondbacks fans to understand that at least in my opinion, I think what the D-backs are getting here is a mid-rotation starter. I would, I would be, yeah. I would be cautious to look at the 330 ERA and expect that Rodriguez is going to do that again. I don't know if the if the back end numbers really support that. Um, so I, I think it's important for people to understand what they're getting. But on the other hand, from a results standpoint, if you compare Eduardo Rodriguez and Merrill Kelly in 2023, it is remarkable how similar their numbers were. If we go yeah. over it one more time, so yeah. Eduardo Rodriguez was 13 and nine. Merrill Kelly was 12 and eight. Uh, Rodriguez had a 330 ERA. Merrill was 329. You can see the numbers here. Uh, Rodriguez didn't throw as many innings as Merrill, but he had four fewer starts. He missed a little bit of time uh, with a left index finger pulley rupture, I believe it is, which is a lot of words. Uh, but he he missed about, <laughs> he missed about a month uh, with that uh, during the 2023 season. So that's why he didn't make quite as many starts. Uh, Rodriguez had a 115 whip compared to Merrill Kelly's 119. Uh, he had a 225. Uh, it's not listed here. 225 opponent batting average. Merrill at 222. Both of these pitchers average 5.9 innings per start on the dot. There are just a lot of a lot of similarities here in terms of the performance. And again, I think per, you know projecting moving forward, I do think Merrill Kelly is a better starting pitcher. But just knowing that Eduardo Rodriguez at his at his skill level is capable of giving you a season like this. If, if kind of enough things go in his favor, like this is sort of within the reasonable range of outcomes for him, given where his talent level is, you know, the fact if he's your number one, then, you know, you maybe don't feel so good about things, but with Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly ahead of him, it really slots in. It really slots in nicely for the diamondbacks. There's a lot of positives here though. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of similarities between him and Merrill Kelly, but this was Erod in his best season on a, pretty bad tigers team right there's a difference to coming over and competing here on on this team that you know we play in the desert we play for rings in the desert i'm not sure if he's familiar with that but he'll learn uh and hopefully he helps them 
play for rings in the desert but you get him like known baseball gm elise said in the comments you get him around strom you get him around brent strom you get him around this coaching staff and you don't know like yeah you you what you're saying is is very true it's hard to expect those same numbers out of him but the diamondbacks don't necessarily need him to be as good as he was last year for him to still be a tremendous asset to the starting rotation and to be a huge upgrade versus what they currently had and what they dealt with all last season you also factor in that now the diamondbacks don't have to worry about uh, a slow start of uncertainty when madison bumgardner is part of the starting rotation like we did this same year that happened in 2023 folks i know it's hard to remember that but like <laughs> this is a completely different team that is playing with a different level of confidence and now pieces are being added to it that are simply without a doubt making it a better team Obviously, the games still need to be played. The players still need to perform. We've experienced this as fans of the Arizona Diamondbacks where we've brought in guys via free agency or a big trade, and those guys weren't the players that they were elsewhere, right, Brad Boxberger? But uh, I will <laughs> say that when it comes to Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, there was, you know, uh, I, I'm sure if Sean is here in the chat, he can attest to this as a Red Sox fan, but there were times uh, that that he frustrated Red Sox fans quite a bit when he was part of Boston. And like, yeah, like he's not coming in here to be the team's ace. Like Mike Hazen said, though, that's not what they were looking for. Realistically, they were looking for some guy to slot in at three or four. And I mean, based on some of the names we were discussing, this is a much better get than what we saw possibly being uh, the outcome. You know, this is this is a, yeah. a big step in the right direction ver versus the unknowns of like Lucas Giolito or, you know, even Seth Lugo, who had very good numbers last year himself. This is, yeah, I think this is about as good of a starter as I realistically saw the Diamondbacks acquiring. I'm being yeah, totally like honest. The, like the best case scenario. Yeah, like the Jordan Montgomery I thing. I know we talked about his name a little bit. That always seemed a little bit like a stretch to me. Uh, you know, Yamamoto, Snell, I, Nola, I think those guys were honestly kind of off the table, at least in my head from the very beginning of the offseason. We know that the Diamondbacks made a run at Sonny Gray. Maybe, I mean, I guess this deal and Sonny Gray's deal, not all that different. Uh, three and 75 compared to four and 80. I imagine the Diamondbacks like saving that $5 million uh, per yes. year, knowing that they can, you know, they can spend that, they can spend that elsewhere. We'll have to see if, if they spend, uh, you know, I, I do, as I said earlier, I think that there's going to be more coming. I, I would think that the Diamondbacks are still going to find their right-handed bat and, you know, try to find someone who's going to be a difference maker in that role, despite the money that they, that they spent here. But yeah, this does feel like kind of a, you know, as high as they were going to shoot outside of, you know, trading for a Corbin Burns or a Dylan Cease, obviously going that route, you know, you could really wind up with a, you know, with a starting pitcher who's gotten Cy Young votes or whatever. But in that case, then you're, then you're paying Drew Jones, then you're paying, you know, significant assets from your farm system. In this case, you're not doing that. You still have all those guys in your farm system and you also have a starting rotation that, that looks pretty formidable. Of course, if you guys are here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, God bless you for being up after dark for this news with us tonight. <laughs> uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Leave us a like. Uh, Gabby would definitely request that you do that. Also, uh, make sure you sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any 
of uh, our wonderful shows go live. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, I, I, I will be posting this. Uh, you will be listening to this. I hope you're listening to this right now. I hope you're subscribed. And we would love it if you leave us a five-star review in honor of Mike Hazen being a five-star GM and making some five-star deals. But uh, of course, the chat is all over the place. I think Elizabeth is broken. She's capitaling, uh, capitalizing all of the ease in her uh, comments. I don't know what that's about. I'm sure I missed something, but Someone I'm excited. Said at the I of the oh show God, that... Connor's on it. Why is every? Oh, everybody's e. We're doing ease for Erod. I love it. I love ease the, for Erod. This this episode of the show was brought to you by the letter E. I by think the letter someone, E. Someone yeah, said that at yeah. the top of the show. And for there for you go. energy, the energy I have after watching a two and a half hour movie about uh, a tragic tragic family in pro wrestling and now uh it was weird jesse uh you know there's 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 all this bad stuff happening in the movie i'm fist pumping uh and, and <laughs> screaming about we got him we got him it was very awkward but still i don't care i was very excited because this is just huge right this gives you something to be excited about going back to what i was saying earlier I don't even care what else there is. This is like Christmas morning. I opened up my PlayStation five from Santa. I opened up Spider-Man two and that's all I need. They're like, there's, there might be more presents under the tree. I'm like, I don't care. I got the presents I wanted. This is it because my God, uh, I mean, at the start of this, when the diamondbacks, you know, went into free agency, when they went into the off season, once their magical run in the postseason ended, that there were a lot of question marks about what what are they going to do? How are they going to move this ball forward? How are they going to make this team better and build on the success that they had in this playoff run? And so far, you you can't argue that they are one of the most exciting teams right now in Major League Baseball based on the moves that they've made. They really are. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the Diamondbacks, given their World Series run, very much became... I don't know. They're, they're kind of like a darling, I think, in, yeah. in like the yeah. national view. People just like them. And I've seen nothing, you know, looking at what some of the, the national analysts have to say about this deal just on Twitter. People do. People are like, yeah, that's fun. Like Eduardo Rodriguez, um, you know, just it seems to be a, a good fit for the Diamondbacks, both in terms of the player and also yeah. the personality. Um there, there are some, there are some things to unpack. I think as far as Rodriguez's personality, we'll maybe get into that more on future shows. But it's pretty well documented, and I know people in the chat will very much enjoy this. That Eduardo Rodriguez rejected a trade to the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, at the 2023 <laughs> trade deadline. Now he's a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks. I know he's a fucking will. hero, Jesse. He's a living legend, and he's an absolute hero. Hero. Not all heroes wear capes. Some of them wear the name Rodriguez on the back of their baseball jersey. It is evident that his family is very important to him. Um, and you can understand why you would maybe not want to pick up and move all of a sudden in the middle of the summer, you know, knowing that that's going to have really big ramifications for those people. If you go back to the 2022 season, uh, he missed about two months of the 2022 season on the restricted list, which is basically where you're not paid, you're not getting any service time. He was there for personal reasons. To my knowledge, those reasons were never actually unveiled to the public, but it was some sort of a family matter. Um, and it, it was something that, you know, he just felt like he needed to take care of. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully whatever that was is, is resolved and, and, you know, won't, won't interfere with anything moving forward. But yeah, clearly his family is really important to him. The other thing I want to mention um, is that there, there are some ties here. Mike Hazen was in the Boston Red Sox organization. Right. Throughout, you know, basically throughout Eduardo Rodriguez's tenure there, uh, Tori Lovello, I believe, also managed 
uh, Eduardo Rodriguez for a, for a short stint when he took over. Uh, he, when he transitioned from bench coach and managed the Boston Red Sox down the stretch, I want to say that was in uh, 2015. Um, so yeah, there's some familiarity there between Mike Hazen, Tori Lovello and, and the Diamondbacks new starting pitcher. And there is something to be said, and I have no idea. This is pure speculation, which I'm really, really good at. I'm good at speculating with no facts or no, no, nothing to actually base this on. But if you are a person that truly cares about your family and, and you want to go to an organization that, that you feel like that is something that they care about and that they care about their players, seeing what Tory said and did during the postseason run has to make him very likable and, and attractive to a lot of players that want to play for an organization and a manager like that, right? Like there's, there's gotta be some clips that, that even, even the, even the guy that's, that's going to garner the most money, even an Otani out there, even some of these guys, you know, like Blake Snell, I've seen clips of Tori that they've probably found to be favorable and be like, I like that guy. In a lot of cases, that's not going to be enough to move the needle to get them to come here, but it's just a nice thing. But when a deal is close, like tonight, it came down to the Diamondbacks and the Reds. And that <laughs> well, clip- I don't know. I don't know that it did. <laughs> oh, oh, why is that? I don't, maybe you didn't see the full story because you were watching. You were watching a movie. In I movie was watching theater. a movie. Yes, this was one I was of the just few- getting your text messages and such, Jesse. That's all I was getting. This is one of the few times in human history where Ken Rosenthal has reported something and then retracted it. He tweeted out that it that the Diamondbacks and the Cincinnati Reds were finalists. Uh, shortly thereafter, uh, I'm, his name is eluding me, but there's a, a Reds beat reporter uh, who Trent. I believe works. Not it wasn't it wasn't Trent. Um, it was it, it was some someone else in the market. I, I want to say for the Inquirer. Um, he tweeted out that according to a source, that report was false, that the Reds were actually not a finalist. Oh, um, okay. And shortly thereafter, Ken Rosenthal wrote a correction and, and apologized and said that the Reds were actually not finalists. I don't know what the deal was there, but the, but it, the, the deal was confirmed as being with the Diamondbacks uh, within fairly short order. So maybe the Reds were involved and then uh, they bowed out sooner than some reporters realized. I don't know exactly what happened there, uh, but it was really weird how all of this went down. It seemed to it seemed to escalate really quickly from the report earlier from John Heyman of there being, uh, you know, two teams, it being down to two teams and that Rodriguez right. would decide within the next day. We talked about that on our afternoon show. Um, there was JP Morosi reporting that the D-backs uh, you know, we're deep into discussions about this move. And then there were various reports about two finalists, uh, you know, involving the Cincinnati Reds and then not involving the Cincinnati Reds. Very bizarre how how all of this went down tonight. I mean, I, I look, if you're deciding in the middle of winter, whether you want to spend your time in Ohio or Arizona, that's pretty much a no brainer. <laughs> so if that was the case, I could see how just looking at a simple weather report might help you lean more in one direction uh, than, 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 than Ohio. But uh, shout out to Ethan Dumpit in our chat uh, with the super chat. He said, rah, let's go Otani. Who? We don't need Otani. We have a guy that's actually going to pitch next year, right? <laughs> We're going to win the World Series next year. We need an arm next year. We can't have some guy just DHing for us. Uh, we also have Ryan Baker. Ryan, thank you for your super chat. He says, not sure if possible, but can they backload the deal to pay most of it? 
in a year three to four when Kelly Gallon and Mad Bum's contracts expire so they can spend more this year. They could potentially do that. That's a that great is a, point. That is a very yeah. good – yeah, I'm going to be very curious to see the the year-by-year year breakdown. That's something we haven't seen yet. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe maybe at least the, 2023, uh, the 2024 figure yeah, is, the a little bit, season. Yeah. is a little bit lower um but yeah we'll have to we'll have to wait and see it's interesting and that's the big question on everybody's mind jesse the question in the chat the question of the day now that yeah eduardo rodriguez has been essentially the the, the bag uh is 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 uh sealed for that what are we doing about uh the rest of of the spending do you think that you i mean earlier you said you don't think that they're done uh, and and that's the big question no. is people are asking that obviously how they structure this contract could impact how much they spend. But like I said earlier, also deciding on how much they spend can impact how much they spend because it purely is a, a, a decision that can be made internally within the organization that they want to spend more money. They don't have to have a set amount. They can go up. You know, I, I'm sure that there's an amount that they don't want to surpass. And and yeah, that would be nice. I would have liked to not spend more than $500 on Christmas. That's laughable. <laughs> I have a daughter and a wife and they both wanted iWatches or Apple Watches or whatever the hell they're called. Uh, that's a lot of money right there, Jesse. So like sometimes you just got to you just got to say, screw it. It's this time of the year. I'm in the mood. I'm in the spirit. I'm going to spend some money on J.D. Martinez. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's going to be. I mean, I don't want to come out and say that the D-backs are, are going to shoot really high in that regard. But yeah, I mean, you know, we we spent a, a good while talking about this $20 million figure of, you know, if the D-backs have $20 million left to spend, how is that going to look? I mean, frankly, they're they're just not going to be able to get what they need, what they very clearly need offensively if they only spend like 2 or $3 million. Plus, there's also the backup catcher thing. It just seems to me that this is the reality of the situation. The moment that you committed to giving Eduardo Rodriguez $20 million a year was the moment that you were probably willing to push the budget a little bit past that $20 million figure. Yeah. Granted, yeah. going back to what we were talking about earlier, maybe maybe Rodriguez is only making $14 million in 2024, yeah. um, in which case you know, maybe maybe that $20 million figure still does have some sway. But I just I do not see the Diamondbacks punting on the right-handed bat. I think that is clearly a need, and they can't just go out and get, you know, uh, like slightly below. I know CJ Crone was thrown out at one point. I just don't see them going out and getting CJ Crone and and calling him their their DH, you know, full time in in 2024. I think it's really clear that this team has some motivation here, has shown some willingness here to really push push the chips in a little bit on at least the 2024 season. If you're going to do it on the pitching side, I think you probably are going to do it on the hitting side too. Maybe not to this extent. I'm not saying that they're going to go sign someone for $20 million. Um, but I think that you're still going to be looking for a difference maker there. It does feel like they are potentially out on a lot of guys. Someone brought up Lucas Giolito. That's not happening. Not he's going to get. No. he's not. He's going to be very expensive. He's going to be way more expensive yeah. than he should be. Uh, and in this case, he might, he might cost get as much as Erod. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'd say four and eighty, but like I, I've seen predictions for Giolito four and sixty, maybe even higher than yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's so yeah. that's not going to that's work, that's not going to happen. But and, and what about I don't, Soler? I mean, Could Soler fit a lot of their needs in one guy instead of having to get essentially multiple guys to to fit some of those needs? I think he'd be he'd be one of the guys that makes the list. Right? It's all of the right-handed hitting 
outfielders slash designated hitters out there. So Justin yeah. Turner, JD Martinez, Jorge Soler, Mitch Garver is a guy that I know a lot of people like as well. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to wind up shooting quite that high. I don't, I don't know what it's going to take to get Mitch Garver. I think it might be more than 10 million a year, uh, maybe 13, 14 million. I, I don't know if the D backs are willing to stretch quite that far for a guy like Garver who doesn't have a great uh, durability history uh, has really struggled to, to stay on the field in his career. So there's a number of different directions that they can go there, but yeah, I mean, really any, any guy who bats right-handed and is, you know, not great defensively or, or can play some outfield. I mean, really anyone in that pool, I think is, is, is on the table here. I also don't think that it's completely off the table that they wouldn't acquire someone via a trade. Yeah, I, I know that agreed. they've said that they're going to try to go through free agency and, you know, uh, Gino was acquired through a trade and, and now we have, you know, the, the, the key piece, the, the big, I think the big focal point was adding to the starting rotation. So it's not to say that those other guys are priced out because like we said, this is all about budget and all about decisions on how much you want to increase that budget. But uh, this is a team that has a lot to build on right now. And this is a, I feel like a pivotal off season for them. We, we really, they, they, they received a lot of criticism. There was a lot of people standing around saying, well, now what are you going to do? Are you going to actually spend money? And they are, they are doing the thing uh, and they're doing it seemingly on, on the, in the right way, right? Like it's not going out there and getting the biggest name on the market because, you know, you think that that big starting, you know, pitcher that that Blake Snell is where you're going to throw all your money in, like spending it a little bit more wisely and getting a guy like this that's, you know, going to bolster your starting rotation and and make it, you know, make it formidable from from top to bottom, uh, is 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 a really good start. But again, with the other positional needs they have, I I I, I like everything I'm seeing. I really do. It's hard not to be excited about yeah. what they're doing and the moves they're making. I think I I do. I know people are going to get angry at me for this, but I, I do want to acknowledge that there is some risk here if you're the D-backs. Um, we've seen you've you no. got the base. You've got the baseball bat all loaded up and ready right to go. Now. We're not. No, we're not. I'm not going no, to. fuck you. I'm not going to let you do this on Erod night, Jesse. You're not going to start saying, talking about risk and bad things that could happen. And what if it, it doesn't do this? I don't care tonight. Tonight is not a night for that. Tonight is a night for celebration because my God, we did it. We did the thing. We got. The, I mean, again, like I said, I know that there's still more. Like you said, it's hard not to get a right-handed bat, but we just we we gotta take a moment just to be excited, just to be happy that they were able to accomplish something that this team that was not at all being considered a contender at the start of last season not only appeared in the World Series last season, but now so far has has had arguably the most exciting off season so far besides you could maybe say the Yankees have, have obviously had a very exciting off season, but they're so far away from being where they want to be that it doesn't feel like the, 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 what they've done is, is nearly enough to get them back on top of their division. Whereas meanwhile, the diamondbacks kind of hung in there and, and were close all year long, but definitely had some depth issues. And a big part of that, uh, of those depth issues was, you know, the starting pitching, the starting rotation. 
Yeah, people are getting mad at me. So yeah, maybe I'll table the risk conversation. No, and, and no you fucking you keep that for another yeah. day. You keep that for another day when I can have this bat and you and me could be in the same same room. Yeah, yeah. See, everybody's saying, let us have this one, Jesse. Let us, can we just have one night? Can we just have nice things? I just want nice things. But yeah, no, uh, there is. Uh, a Lost Highway says it. Yes, there sure as hell is risk. They got by with pitching last year. The offense was the problem. And losing Guriel is a big problem right now. And, and yeah, you're not wrong. Like this team definitely like Lourdes is one of those guys that we're definitely going to miss. We are definitely going to miss him, uh, you know, next season. But if they can get somebody that at least helps us miss him a little less, um, it helps me miss him a little less than I'm good with that. But we have so much more to talk about tomorrow. We'll be back at one o'clock. I don't know if Jesse, Jesse, where are you going to be broadcasting from? You have to check out of your Airbnb at 11 a.m. So what are we doing here? Are you just going to be on a park bench somewhere broadcasting? Yeah, you know, I'm hoping that I'm going to hit Broadway and I'm going to see yes! if I can find some, some live what music. I've been waiting for. Take my, my, oh, trusty, this is our my trusty microphone to, to try to make it so that you hear <laughs> some semblance of my voice when I'm in there. Um, no, we'll see. Uh, there's there's a couple different options on the table. Uh, negotiations are still being had. So uh, <laughs> proud of you. Well, well, proud of you. Don't take your first option. Don't take your first option. You know, maybe make them work for it. Make make them pay you that money. But uh, of course, like I said, we will be back tomorrow at one o'clock our normal show time uh so make sure to join us for that of course in the meantime you can follow us on twitter i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k this absolute maniac next to me is in nashville and he is at jesse n for nashville friedman of course uh our show is at phnx underscore dbacks damon's here by the way damon who's worked like 15 hours straight uh is still the people's producer uh you can follow him at damon dog that's d-a-w-g we are damon's dogs oh wait it's on this side we are Damon's dogs. Uh, bark, bark. Bark, bark. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, come on. Damon doesn't work this hard to not be barked at. Uh, of course, like I said, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate you guys so much for joining us tonight. You guys make this all worthwhile. And a big ski to you all, a ski to Eduardo Rodriguez. And man, we're excited. We are pumped. We appreciate you guys for stopping by. We thank you so much for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but God damn it, it's so much more fun when you get your guy. Let's go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.